Welcome to A Walk In My Stilettos, where our goal is to help you walk in your greatness. I'm your host, Makini Smith. The purpose of this show is to inspire you to walk in your greatness. We have conversations with amazing women that are letting us take a walk in their stilettos so we can continue to walk in a manner worthy of our calling. I get inspired when I see another woman succeeding, but what inspires me more is her backstory and her mindset on how she got there. So today's guest, we have Teresa Lee Brown. She's an award-winning event planner, a mother, a wife. Her company, Lee Events, is a leading Toronto-based full-service special events planning, design, and management. And she's also the founder of Lee Event Group, geared for upscale corporate event planning, design, and management. It's Toronto-based, but worldwide service. And Teresa is also a cancer survivor and now has a new lifestyle blog called Written by Lee. Please welcome to the show, Teresa. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much for, (laughs) you know, sometimes when I read people's bios, I'm like, you you guys all have these amazing, you know, titles and success stories and these beautiful bios. And when I read them, you're all like, wow, thank you. And I'm like, it, it's you. It's, it's what you've done. It's what you've accomplished. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we're not really actually reading the bio as often as I guess to hear someone else read it. You know, it sounds um, a lot better. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. I agree. Speaking of titles, what I love to use as an icebreaker to the show is to ask you, this one question because like I said everyone comes on has these wonderful titles but a title that we are called many times a day which we probably don't give enough significance to is our name so do you know Teresa what your name means yes uh the name Teresa means strength Mm, love it I definitely feel that describes you (laughs) (laughs) like if anyone is to even look into like the work that you do or who you are as a person I would definitely uh, use strength to describe you from you know the level of intensity of your work to you know your your history and your background and your whole story which we're going to get into so I think that it's a beautiful meaning well thank you you're welcome so I'd like to ask you a simple question. What did you want to be when you were a little girl? Wow. Um, I guess this would be a two-part answer. When I was a little girl, um, probably under 10, um, I wanted to be, I guess this is going to make me sound incredibly old, but I wanted to be a <laughs> solid gold dancer um, <laughs> for love the longest it. time. Yeah. So I, I love music. Um, my dad is, was a DJ and um, I kind of just like grew up around music in the house all the time. So um, ironically, that was my first go-to profession. Of course, as I got older, I quickly learned that wasn't really going to manifest into anything. Um, <laughs> so as I got into my like teen years, um, I actually wanted to be a corporate lawyer. Mm, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So that's, yes. <laughs> so, so wait, you wanted to be a solid gold dancer. Like, you know, what are your dance moves like? They're pretty good. I'm a <laughs> pretty good dancer. But um, I mean, I guess at eight years old, I thought I was incredible. So um, yeah, it was just me putting a towel on my head and creating that length of hair that I didn't have and um, dancing around the house, um, you know, every time it was on. And that was what I was going to be when I when I got older. 
I love it. I love it. And then you wanted to be a, a corporate lawyer. So, yes. okay. So what inspired you to become an event planner? Uh, great question. I mean, the truth is um, I started off doing event planning events and um, doing like social work, not literally social work, but like social event work mm -hmm. uh, when I was working a corporate job. So when I was working a regular nine to five, I was kind of always that person that was you know, organizing birthdays for the team. And then it kind of became organizing birthdays for the entire floor. And then it was like, oh, great, Teresa, you're now um, the head of the social committee. So it's up to you to, you know, make sure that we have a cake and a card and a gift for, you know, everyone born in a specific month um, for the entire building. So um, I found a love for that. Um, and then from there, it kind of developed into doing um, events with the company that I actually worked for. So at the time, I was a director of finance. Um, so it was not in my job description um, <laughs> at all. Um, but I uh, just kind of gravitated um, organically to, you know, planning Christmas parties, and then it became sales conferences and, you know, travel and, and so on and so forth. So I found a love um, for it there. And uh, when I was working, as I said, in the, the corporate world, and um, I really just found so much satisfaction and um, kind of just bringing everything to life. And uh, yeah, from there, I decided to start Lee events um, on a part-time basis while I was working full-time. And that manifested really quickly into something. So probably about two, two and a half years later, um, I had to make a decision and I chose to follow my passion um, and forego my education. And that's where we are today. Wow. So you walked away from your corporate job and started Lee events. Yes. So you now have three brands, correct? Yes, that is correct. Mm -hmm. Okay. So how how did that evolve now from Lee Events to Lee Event Group? So Lee Events, of course, is the parent company. And that was like my baby from the beginning. And that was just wedding based. So, um, you know, like I said, I was mentioning working in the nine to five job, people obviously started getting married and having parties outside of, you know, working with me as a coworker. And I started planning those events. Um, and I quickly fell in love with everything love. So I really wanted to just focus on weddings at the time. And then as my couples, uh, started to get married, they wanted to find a reason to keep working with me. <laughs> so they would say, Hey, um, you know, I'm a fitness instructor. I'm an instructor. I'm getting ready to open up my own studio. Would you, will you plan the launch party or is that something you can do? Or are you just a wedding planner kind of thing? So, mm -hmm. um, my, my, my couples, um, started asking me to do things outside of weddings and that grew very quickly uh, because fortunately we're able to a lot of our clients are, are seasoned professionals or um, you know doing um, unique services outside of just working um, let's say a nine-to-five job they're entrepreneurs themselves so mm -hmm. that gave me the opportunity to kind of grow into the corporate so uh, I didn't open Lee Event Group right away. Um, I kept the Lee Events going um, and I was just kind of doing corporate events through Lee Events. And then I quickly learned that the corporate life uh, and the, the wedding life were entirely different. And I really wanted to showcase, uh, you know, my clients from a corporate perspective. So then I launched Lee Event Group. Um, yeah. And that's kind of where Lee Event Group started. And then just very recently in 2019, um, after having multiple requests for people <laughs> to um, hear my story and 
want to know a little bit more about me or even just engaging with my clients and they're hearing things that hey you you know have a finance background or you survived cancer or you know you're a teenage mom like we want to hear your story and that's how written by lee evolved so now we have written by lee lee event group and lee events i love that i love that you have now um opened up with the the written by lee side of you because okay so if anyone well when you guys go and, and look her up and i'll add her social info into the bottom of the podcast but you will see how elegant and luxurious all of her events that she puts together look and i remember looking at her profile before and i'm thinking i only see like one or two photos of this girl on here like she does all this magnificent work <laughs> does she not want people to know what she looks like <laughs> so now that you have written by lee and you know you're sharing parts of you i love it i, I just want to say I, I love it i love it so much and um recently and i didn't even know that knowing that i've been following you for so long um, you had posted on your written by Lee Instagram that you had beat cancer. So that was, you know, something me knowing you, we've had lunch, breakfast and lunch. How many times, you know, we've seen each yes. other all over the place. I, I was like, really? I did not know that. So now I'm getting to know more of you just by you being a little more open with written by Lee and I feel more connected to you. So thank you. You're welcome. I'm so pleased to hear that response because that's always been, you know, kind of my goal. <laughs> good, good. I love it. I love it. So, okay, well, but before I go to my next question, since we're already here, how long ago was it that you uh, beat cancer? So that was in 2012. So that would be seven years ago. Wow. Okay. I had no idea. Yeah. So yeah. usually when people have these huge life-changing experiences and I am before I even ask the question I'm already calling it a life-changing experience because I can only mm -hmm. imagine but when we have these major experiences they usually change or alter how we view life and you know you said it was 2012 and the reason why I was like wow was because in 2012 that's when I lost my sister and it changed my complete view on life yeah. so I guess my question to you is how has that experience changed how you view life? Great question. Um, I think for me, um, it allowed me to slow down a little bit, although it may not look like I slow down, but um, it's allowed me to just kind of savor the moment, appreciate what I have and not take time for granted. Mm -hmm. um, it's allowed me to focus more on family um, and start doing the things that are beneficial to Teresa. So mm -hmm. um, that was a that was a deciding factor for me to walk away that year, laying in the hospital. Um, I decided I'm not going back to work. I'm going mm -hmm. to take my passion on a full time level, and um, I'm just going to run with it. So mm -hmm. um, yeah, for me, that's the, the what I kind of was my takeaway and the perspective that I had. And, and and look at that because you, you know, jumped straight into entrepreneurship and took your passion and ran with it. And fr from the outside looking in, I mean, we, you know, we never know what happens, you know, behind closed doors and stuff, but your, your business has taken off, you know, you're successful, you are doing beautiful events all across North America, Canada, I don't even know where else you've been traveling because you're always on the road, girl. <laughs> 
<laughs> but, but, you know, sometimes people are afraid to walk away from their nine to five. They're afraid to pursue their passion because they don't know what's going to happen. And then, you know, this life changing experience for you said, no, I'm going all in with what I love, you know, what matters most to me and look at the result. Yeah. I think that's beautiful. Yeah. Thank so, you. I mean, without without risk, there's no reward. That's how I see it. So exactly. you sometimes just have to dive in. Exactly. Um, one of my acronyms for fear is face everything and rise because everything that you want and the rewards for, for it is on the other side of what you fear. You actually have to go through that that terror barrier, that wall of fear to get to the reward. Agreed. Agreed. I love that. I might have to use that. <laughs> <laughs> so okay what what other adversities have you had to endure to get to where you are today you know you spoke about being um you know a teen mom and all those things like a lot of the women listen to the show and you know they listen because they see these beautiful successful women and then they hear your story and they're like oh wow so you know what are some things that you've had to overcome um to get to where you are today wow i mean Jeez. Um, I would say things such as, I mean, obviously being a, a teen mom is a challenge in itself. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily speak to the, the event planning side of it, but it kind of speaks to the struggles I had just going through school, going through high school, going to university and just kind of getting education and kind of, you know, being alone, you know, for part of that time and trying to figure out balance. Um, dealing with lack of support. So really just trying to, you know, find and fuse a way through life without um, support from peers or from family. Um, finances, I think finances definitely plays a major role, um, even just starting um, a business and trying to, to deal with, um, you know, internal investments, meaning in terms of really just investing in your own brand and not sure what the outcome is going to be um, after, you know, putting into putting that substantial amount of money in. Um, goodness, I've personally, I've dealt with um, emotional um, and physical abuse in past relationships, which, you know, has um, severely affected me um, even up to very recent years. So, um, you know, dealing with uh, past abuse and, and trying to deal with, um, you know, depression and anxiety um, and just mental illness. I think a lot of people are not aware of how many of us actually suffer those things. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, being a woman of color, it's, you know, kind of ingrained in our, our minds not to, to seek help, you know, only only, you know, quote unquote, crazy people or people, um, you know, that are in a severe case need to, you know, speak with a counselor or get the necessary help that they need. So up until very recently, I wasn't dealing with it at all. I, I was just, you know, being superwoman and I, I wasn't able to really fully um, maximize, you know, what I'm bringing to the table or, or really showcase what the true Teresa is because I was dealing with like these, these you know, inner demons for better lack of words. So mm -hmm. um, those are, those are probably, uh, probably a longer list than you anticipated, but yeah, those are <laughs> some of the adversities <laughs> that I've had to deal with um, over, you know, the last um, few years, few decades. Wow. So, okay. So I want to touch on two of the things you said. One, where you um, spoke about lack of support. So a yeah. lot of the women that come to me um, for coaching and mentoring, especially as entrepreneurs, their biggest, uh, one of their biggest 
issues, I would say, is they feel that lack of support. And sometimes I feel, okay, maybe I just have thick skin. I don't let that bother me. That's not what my focus is. So maybe they feel I'm not being as empathetic as I, I normally am with that topic. But I guess I want you to touch on how you have dealt with it or how you are currently dealing with it, because I know we all deal with it differently. Um, mm-hmm. But I feel like so many of us who jump into entrepreneurship, we are automatically looking for our family and friends to support everything that we're doing. Meanwhile, they may love us, but they just, they're not interested in what we're doing as a business. So we see that as lack of support. And I don't know if that's or, your experience. <laughs> no, go ahead. Or yeah. you tell me your experience. Yeah. Or, or, or no, I'm saying, or also, you know, they don't know how to support you. It's not that they don't necessarily want to support you. They just, they, they lack the means or they don't understand, you know, um, that there's varied levels of support. So it mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily have to come in terms of financial or come in terms of physical work, but it could be, you know, helping um, watch the children or help, you know, clean the house or help do things that you could kind of focus on your business. I, I love that you, you mentioned that part because some people won't even see that as them supporting, you know what I mean? They're looking at, they're looking for that direct support to their business to make mm-hmm. a, a sale or, you know, that the end goal, but they're not seeing that if their family and friends are, are helping with the children or making a meal or doing certain things, that's still support. So I, I, I love it that you mentioned that. in many forms. That. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Thank yeah. you. That's important. I mean, it does. Very important. Yeah, it takes a village. So um, to answer your question <laughs> in terms of um, how I dealt with it, um, I'm, I'm pretty, for the most part, I'm, I'm pretty um, resilient. I'm, I, I have not been one that necessarily uh, relies on help from others. Um, I just have a way of working and I find that it works. And I'm perceived by many family, friends, peers that, um, you know, I am this superwoman, I'm this hero. And I like, I don't have, you know, I can, Teresa can handle it, you know, Teresa can, <laughs> can run, do multiple things at once. And Teresa can make this happen. And I have made it happen. So I don't know if that is a good or a bad thing. Um, You're resourceful. But, uh, <laughs> there, yeah, <laughs> I can be. So I, um, how I've dealt with it, um, I just asked. I've learned recently that I just need to ask. I can't assume that one feels that they understand or one knows that I need help. They, mm-hmm. you know, so I just, I just ask and I'm, you know, I strongly believe that it does take a village um, to make things work. I mean, I am running three brands. Um, fortunately, my children are older, so they're not as, you know, um, dependent on me. They're very independent given their ages, but um, you know, things like cooking dinner, cleaning the house, um, doing the groceries, um, things like that, uh, I don't really have to focus on. And it's because I've communicated, you know, with my, with my partner, um, in terms of, you know, what my goals are and what I'm trying to do. And he's very supportive in that way as are, are others. Um, in terms of those that are starting a business and, um, you know, feel that maybe it's, they're not getting the support that they need. I, I, I can relate that. Um, I feel that's something that is lacking within our community. Um, the level of uh, organic and genuine support. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't feel that that's something that is necessarily given by as many people that you know should be expected to give. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, um, again, it just results back into asking, asking for the help that you need um, and, and not being afraid to do so. You will get no's, you will get ignored, um, but you will get someone that will say, yes, I'm, I'm so excited to, to help you with whatever it is that you're asking. Yes, I agree with you a thousand percent. And I, I had to learn that and it, it took me a long time, <laughs> but I had to mm-hmm. learn to ask, to ask for help. No one, you know, people are not psychic. They can't read your mind. They do, they may not know how to help you or what you actually need. So you need to open up your mouth and ask. And Correct. sometimes, you know, we may not even know directly what to ask for but if i'm speaking like let's just say you and i are communicating let's say we're messaging through instagram or something and you ask me what's going on i'm going to tell you what's going on so that way Mm -hmm. if you're able to assist in any you know particular way or whatever you're capable of doing then that's you know where it can come from but if we don't say what's going on if we're not transparent people can't read our minds you know so sometimes we're struggling in our business and it's our own fault because we haven't opened up our mouth we haven't Mm -hmm. asked you, you know, you can't, you, you can't get what you don't ask for. Correct. A closed mouth doesn't get fed. As they say. There you go. So, and that was the yeah. exact quote that was in my head. And I was like stumbling. <laughs> 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 I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. So I, I wanted to jump on to another question, but then you mentioned, you know, hubby and communication with him and the reason why you don't have to, um, you know, struggle with support with certain things because you've communicated that to him and I think that communication number one in any relationship is essential so I Mm want to just I want to touch on your relationship with hubby and I'll go back to my my other questions because again you recently posted um you know, after 15, almost 15 years of marriage, she surprised you with, you know, a new wedding set. And then your bestie was there to capture the moment, which is perfect because she's a professional <laughs> photographer. So I'm like, live your best life, girl. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So um, yes, that like, I think that's beautiful. So let, let's quickly touch on that. I mean, you know, how you guys keep the passion in your relationship and the communication. It's, it's beautiful to see. I love to see that. Thank you so much. Um, I mean, honestly, like other couples, we've had our ups and downs. We've been together for 20, almost 20 years. Um, wow. And 15 of those years we've been married. So um, he's, I don't know if he'd want me to say this, but I'll say it anyways. He's quite romantic. Um, <laughs> and he's very, he's very in tune with love. I mean, he comes from, um a stable home with parents that have been married almost 60 years. So, I mean, yeah. So I think that was like a great example for him. And of course he, you know, tries to emulate that in our, um, in our relationship. So he's honestly my number one supporter and he just wants me to win. Like he says it every week, babe, I just want you to win, you know? So, anything that he can take away from me to, uh, you know, from um, an expectation, you know, with a mother or with, you know, the woman of the house and that type of thing, he will do it. He's not, he's not ashamed to say, yeah, I do the laundry. I cook, I clean and um, I make it work because, you know, my wife's out there killing it and that's what I want her to do. I love it. I um, love it. Yeah. 
And um, yeah, so we, I mean, we do date nights um, when I'm in town, <laughs> um, but what he tries to do, what he did lately is he um, surprised me in LA, like I was in LA and um, for a client and I had a day off and, um, you know, once again, he arranged with my bestie and um, he flew in to LA and surprised me just to spend time just to drive me around so I could work on my laptop in the car while we were driving to site visits. And um, yeah, we just work. I <laughs> we, love we, it. We, yeah, we just work. So um, yeah. That's, See, that's I'm, I'm a sucker for love. Like I love love. Okay. <laughs> and, and usually when, you know, people who have been divorced and people are like, oh my God, like, you know, I'd never mm-hmm. get married again. It's, I just love seeing people in love. So, you know, to hear that story of, you know, you guys being together for 20 years and I'm just like, oh, I love it. <laughs> oh, thank you. I mean, it's I beautiful. too, um, I too that you know may you may or may not know but eventually will come out in my in my blog is I was married before so um I was married before I was divorced and um I was very reluctant to find love again but love found mm-hmm. me that's the only yes. way that I can say it he found me and um yeah 20 years later where I found love again and I'm I'm loving it <laughs> that is so beautiful and it's a beautiful example for so many women out here especially um black women right now because you know one you spoke about his parents you know being married for 60 years and setting an example for him and him being romantic and it's like all these beautiful qualities you know you have such a blessing and then there's people out here who have given up because they don't feel that that exists so thank you for sharing that for letting people know that it still exists it is out here Yes. Thank you. That is beautiful. I oh, I love it. I love it. Okay. So let me jump back to um, a couple of my other questions that I, I had for you earlier, you know, because you spoke about your different levels of education and your work background. So have you ever had any mentors or coaches to help guide you um, in the industry that you're in now? No, I have not. Um, the industry that I'm in right now, other than some some courses that I've taken, um, has just been self-taught and and very hands-on. I mean, yes, I listen to podcasts, I read business books, etc. I Google and I, you know, I kind of, you know, made my way through things. But I think um, the strongest playing factor is the fact that I have my Bachelor of Commerce. So um, I already have a degree and I worked in the corporate field for like over 15 years. Um, So I have that experience that I'm just kind of bringing it over into this life, if you Mm -hmm. will. Um, But no, I haven't. Um, My my mentor and um, my guide has just been the Lord, to be honest. Um, I pray, I, I meditate and I read the Bible. Um, that's something that I do that has not, has never changed. Um, and that's been my guiding force. So, um, yeah, that's it. (laughs) I think that's incredible and speaks to the level of your blessing and talent for what, for what you do, because I've, I've attended events that you've put together and I've seen many pictures online and you're not just, you know, your average event planner, like your stuff is on point, like (laughs) from, from the visuals to the way that things flow, like everything is on point. So for that, that's definitely a gift and a blessing that God has definitely given to you. That's yeah. So much. That's wow. Okay. All right. Okay. So, um, I don't know. What are, what are three things that someone should know to make their event planning process go even more smoothly with you? (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, okay, three things. Um, hire a professional. Um, mm -hmm. You know, take the, the free consultations with any category that you're looking for. So, um, I mean, if you're planning an event, um, and unless you're an event planner yourself, you know, lean on the professionals to guide you through. And often, you know, as I said, they will give you um, a consultation so it can, you know, better help you understand um, your expectations and what your needs are specifically. So I would just say, let the professionals do their thing. Um, definitely rely on that. Um, what else? Um, communication. I think communication is is incredible um, and also can slip through the cracks if it's not um, done on, you know, a daily or weekly or, or however often you need to communicate with your client. Um, what else? Hmm, three things. I think you stumped me there. <laughs> I'm not sure. Well, <laughs> well <laughs> I think one, you said hire a professional. Um, yes. Two, you said rely on, on their expertise and let, yes. let them, you know, do their job. And then three, you said communicate. So you did give me yes, three. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Okay. So, I mean, you travel all over the globe for work. You know, you've got your husband, you guys have been together 20 years. You've got children. You've got so many things on the go. What is Teresa's self-care routine? <laughs> um self-care for me would be my massages that i have mm -hmm. um i try to get one weekly uh, again if i'm in town um meditating so um a meditation i could do pretty much anywhere i go mm -hmm. um and like my daily devotion so those would be the three uh self-care things for love it me yeah, thank love you. it. <laughs> okay, so I read this article and I've been using it on every episode because it seems to be on point. Um, which explains it says it explains how your what your favorite type of shoe says about your personality. Okay. So we all know stilettos is my favorite type of shoe, although I can no longer walk in them like I used to. But anyway, we won't go there. <laughs> so I'm going to ask you, Teresa. <laughs> What is your favorite type of shoe? Is it a flip-flop, a stiletto, a boot, a running shoe, a flat, a wedge? What's your favorite type of shoe? Yeah, so I'm I'm definitely um sneakers and flats. Definitely. Okay. I love a stiletto, but it just it doesn't work for me um mm -hmm. <laughs> anymore and in, in what I'm working with. So I would say I'm I'm more um of probably a sneaker girl. Okay. Close second would be flats, but yeah, sneakers. Okay, let's see. This is someone who's very confident, very goal-oriented, and very organized. They really <laughs> illustrate the idea of multitasking, taking care of everything and being everywhere. Girl. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that and that's like you. <laughs> <laughs> that is why I love this article. I don't understand. It is on point all the time. I don't understand. I love it. I love it. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> so before we go to the final segment of the show, I want you to tell everybody where they can stay connected with you to find you online. Okay. So you can follow me at Lee Events Co. for all things wedding. Lee Events Group, Instagram for all things corporate. 
and anything about me um, and just kind of digging deeper, you can follow me at written by Lee. All of those are my Instagram um, handles. Love it. And I will have them all within the comment section of your podcast so they can just click and follow you automatically. Perfect. Thank you. So no problem. So for the final segment, I usually call it a walk in her stilettos, but today we're going to call it a walk in her sneakers because that description of you was on point. And um, (laughs) so I just ask a couple of random reflection questions and you say the first thing that comes to mind. Okay. Okay. Question number one, name a book that has changed or greatly impacted your life. The Bible. Okay. Does that count as a book? Yes. (laughs) Does that count as a book? That is the book. (laughs) Okay. What failure has taught you the most about life? Poor money management. Mm. Was that something that like you had to fall on your face and then learn, okay, what not to do? Yeah. Yeah. Um, exactly that just, um, overspending and, um, getting to the point of just like really not having it anymore and having to climb out from like a deep hole, um, Mm -hmm. in the, in the younger years, you know? Mm -hmm. Okay. If you could have a gigantic billboard anywhere with anything on it, what would it say and why? Um, what it would say would be, do you? Mm. Because you is enough. Yeah. Do you? Um, And it would say that because I think a lot of people um, don't really understand the importance of just doing themselves. It's not Mm -hmm. about pleasing other people. It's about pleasing yourself and making you happy first. Um, Mm -hmm. So where, well, I mean, the truth is I probably wouldn't want to have the billboard in multiple cities. (laughs) That's, that's, That's the real answer. So um, I would say probably Toronto and Miami. <laughs> I could I could see you doing a campaign and having your billboard, having like one in LA and one in Miami, yes. and one in Toronto and one in New York. I see you, girl. I see you. <laughs> okay. All right. That's the truth. <laughs> okay. Next question. Name one of the most worthwhile investments you've ever made. That could be money, time, energy. Truthfully. Hmm. What comes to mind is um, taking this time to raise my first son um, because, you know, he and I started this journey by ourselves. um, And so I really invested a lot of energy and time into making sure that I molded and shaped him into being um, the fabulous, you know, young black man that he is today. Um, I'm very glad, yeah, that I didn't, um, you know, fall into the stereotypes, Mm -hmm. um, at the time of being a single mom. So I think that is one of, um, yeah, that's definitely one of them. What new belief, behavior, or habit has improved your life in the last five years? Meditation. Meditating. Yeah. And let's see one more. Mm, What have you become better at saying no to? In the last five years. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I'm still working on that, to be honest. Um, I typically don't um, say no to certain things, but um, I think I'm starting to, I guess, learn to say no in the last five years to um, overextending myself. Mm -hmm. Um, 
taking like real, realizing that I have to put myself first and not necessarily others, meaning that I, it's okay to say no, if I know I can do it, but just because I can do it doesn't mean that it's, it's um, beneficial to me. Like my, my, I wouldn't say my, I guess my health, my body, my soul, like, is it worth burning you out to do it just because you know that you can? Right. Hopefully that answers your question. No, for sure. I think it's important. I think like, I think people underestimate their peace. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I, I'm definitely in a stage of my life where if it doesn't bring me peace or resources at the moment, <laughs> I'm, I'm not interested. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. So yeah, that's a great answer. Thank you. Well, Teresa, I want to thank you for taking the time to come on and share your story with us and leave us with some wisdom. I truly appreciate you. And I feel like I've learned more about you um, aside from, you know, just scrolling through your social. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so thank you for coming Thank you on for having sharing. me. No problem. It was so a much. pleasure. It was a pleasure. Pleasure as well. And to our audience, until next time, download the Awaka My Stilettos app and subscribe to our newsletter at awakamystilettos.com. And don't forget to rate the podcast on Apple. Leave us a review. What did you think about what Teresa had to say? What can you add to what she's had to say? We love your feedback. Continue to walk in greatness in your stilettos in a manner worthy of your calling.